Before we get into the episode, I just want to say I'm sorry that I have not posted anything the last two weeks. It's been rather busy, and I'll leave it at that. I do want to say this, though. Moving forward, episodes might come out rather infrequently. I have some other things that are kind of going on that are taking a little bit of precedence over this. I'm not saying that this is the end of Across the Pond because I want to keep doing it. I'm just saying that episodes might be coming out a little more infrequently. So I apologize about that. I also want to say I'm sorry that I haven't posted an episode in about two weeks or so. Uh, Last week was my anniversary with my wife. It was our two-year anniversary. And before that, let's just say it was really busy. (laughs) I had a lot going on. I wasn't able to do this. But just to reiterate, going forward, episodes might be coming out a little infrequently. They, they will be coming out on Sundays when they do come out. It just might not be every week. I have a few other things in the works, and I'm trying to dedicate a little more time to that. This episode is with Michael. Michael runs a couple different podcasts. We talk about him and his podcast and kind of what he wants to do with that. He's a gentleman that's currently living in St. Louis, which is a pretty cool area. If you haven't been there, I would suggest going there. It's, it's really pretty. I remember driving through it a few times and seeing the arch and everything. It's cool. I enjoyed that area quite a lot. Michael is a really solid dude, and I really did enjoy our conversation that we had. His wife also sells soap, which I don't think we talk about in this episode. If you want to buy some soap, you should do it. Hey, Michael. Hey, hey, hey. How's it going? (laughs) It's going really good, man. Good. I'm glad to yeah. hear that. I see you're in the back of your truck still. <laughs> yep. I haven't left. I uh, just, I have the kids like shove ham sandwiches through the window crack and I got my coffee and I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. Why? So I've never heard of someone doing something in a car before. Like why not make a, you know, like a closet or something like that. Turn that into a studio or take another room or something. Why a car? Oh, well, um, like. <laughs> There's like no room in any of our closets, right? So um, I had thought about that and we were trying to figure out a way to kind of find a quiet spot on a budget. And I would love Uh, to have a closet or a studio, but like with four kids in a house that was pretty big when we first bought it, but they take up space and we use every square inch or every cubic inch of closet space we've got so i'm like well where else can i go that's got soft interior that eats up noise and i'm like yeah the truck i'll just do it in the truck it's a great conversation starter so (laughs) that's true i remember when we first talked uh because you were you're interviewing me for your podcast and i saw that you were in a truck i wanted to ask but i was like man i feel like i want (laughs) to talk to this guy so i'm gonna wait it was just so strange because like i said you don't really see people in the back of a truck with a computer you know usually computers in a house it's interesting i mean it's a good it's a good uh place to do it i mean you're you're not wrong it's got the dampening effects and everything and it's it's a good conversation starter (laughs) it is it is did i give you the grand tour of my studio last time we talked no give it to me now oh here we go yeah so yeah i got my i got my uh microphone right here and then here's the laptop and then um here's the power cord so this is like connected to the house Okay. Over there, you can probably see it. It's connected to the wall over there. Uh huh. And uh, yeah, that's this is pretty much it. Like I'm, I'm definitely in the back seat of a of a pickup truck here. So hey, nice. Um, yeah. So that's the uh, that's the fifty cent tour of the uh, studio F, studio one fifty, I guess. 
Studio 150. <laughs> That's good. I like that. It's yeah. it's a good idea. You know, you got to make do with what you got, you know? It, it's mm-hmm. cool. I also like your uh, yard. I saw a little bit of it when you showed the side. It's it's pretty. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're sitting on, we're probably sitting on about a half an acre. And nice. we've got um, the girls. So I don't know if you can see. There's like a, let me see if I can move this around here. But there's a little playset. Like, oh, yeah. Right there. And there's a kid. Oh, there's um, one of them. Yeah, they're they're running around. I think we've got like four or so kids running around. Four, nice. six, three. I don't know. Um, there we go. But they're all over the place, and uh, yeah, they they love playing. They're outside. It's it's probably about 50, 60 degrees outside today, so they're out. You know, taking in some fresh air. What's the temperature where you are, man? Um. Oh gosh, hold on. Let me look it up. <laughs> uh, Washington uh, weather. It is. It's been pretty cold. It's about forty right now. Um, is, it, is it raining? Is it raining? No, it's actually sunny. <laughs> it was raining all day yesterday. We actually got so. Uh, I was playing games and my wife was like, "Dan, look outside. It's hailing." I look outside and it was hailing. I was like, yeah. "Oh, okay, that's kind of cool." And then apparently it started snowing, which is super unheard of for our area. But I guess it was snowing. I don't know. I just saw the hail, but everyone's like, "Oh, it's snow." No, it's hail, dude. You know, like, come on. But uh, we've been having some weird weather. It's been super bipolar. Like some days when I go to work, it'll be stormy and just really windy and rainy and everything. And then by noon or one o'clock, it's clear skies and sunny or partly cloudy and sunny and it's really warm. And so it's it's been a really weird like transition from winter to spring. And I'm kind of ready for it to either start raining 100% of the time or start being sunny 100% of the time. I don't like this mixture stuff because it throws my days off. Yeah, it's like, just pick a thing. Come on. Yeah, come on, Mother Nature. Just, you know, just be something. Don't be two things. Just be one thing. Be one season. It's that easy. <laughs> just pick, just pick. Come on, decide. Yeah, yeah. So I, I want to know a little bit about your podcast because it's an interesting concept. You interview podcasters for a podcast. So tell me kind of like what got you started on that? Like what made you want to do it? Well, when I started podcasting, and this has been, it feels like forever ago, but I've really only been doing it since July of 2019. So before pandemic, before like BC, right? Uh, Before Corona, COVID. And um, I, as I, as I meet with people and I talk about them and start to get to know different facets about them and who they are and what they do, a pretty good percentage of them are podcast hosts themselves. And I just... You know, same thing with mindset, mindfulness, mental health, stuff like that. I've got a podcast about that as well. Um, But when I started finding this concentration of people that were fellow podcast hosts, and I'm like, you know, I'm getting pretty efficient at getting podcasts up. I automate the heck out of like all kinds of things in my day to day. I'm like, I got time. I'm just going to start up another podcast and talk with fellow podcasters. And I did not believe like... I can't tell if it's just a really popular subject or the fact that I just went open on Reddit and everybody's all like, you know, and, you know, signing up for it and stuff. I'm like, apparently this is a topic that has struck a nerve in a good way, you know? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's been really fun and just kind of chatting with people. I mean, there's such a wide variety of shows out there. Like your show is the only one of its kind that I've heard of and I've had probably 30 or 40 interviews since you and I did ours. Right. So, um, it's just, it's wild. Like everybody's got a different format. Everybody's got a different goal and niche and all that Mm -hmm. stuff. So it's just, 
it's cool, man. I get to learn some neat things about people. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I like about this is that I get to learn so much about people, you know, because I've talked, I've spoken to people from all over the world about all different kinds of subjects that all have different viewpoints about everything under the sun. And it's just really interesting to kind of understand why they think the way they do. You know, like some people, you know, might have mental health problems because, you know, they were abused, you know, not to downplay mm -hmm. that. But then, you know, some people might be in a really good place because of something that they did five years. You know, it's just really cool to see, you know, kind of like people's life paths, if you will, because that's mm -hmm. something that I really enjoy looking back on in my life is my life. <laughs> that's weird to say the, the way I said that was weird, but it, it's, it's interesting to see, you know, kind of like when I graduated high school to where I am now, you know, kind of how that path was like, you know, paved for me, even though it didn't feel like it at the time. It's just, right. I, I find that really cool to see that in other people's lives and just kind of, you know, kind of put the pieces together, if you will, almost like a puzzle. That stuff's just really fascinating to me. Yeah. You ever, you ever have any like wild conclusions that you've drawn or like has your own life been adjusted as a result of having a conversation with a guest? Um, I wouldn't say that my life has had any sort of change with the conversations that I've had. Um, it's not like anything super radical, I should say, you know, like I've, I've probably changed, you know, some viewpoints here or there about some stuff, um, that I would consider, you know, rather in the middle in terms of the political spectrum. Uh, you mm -hmm. know, like I, I spoke with a dude from, uh, New Zealand, uh, a couple months ago, and the way that he described how their um, their government works and everything, I, I came to the conclusion, I was like, yeah, you know, like, I think that even though I don't know much about, like, the socialist aspect down there, like, from my own point of view, I just know about it from how people have described it to me. I do think that, that would be cool. I'm someone that likes to help others. Like, mm -hmm. I, I don't really care if, you know, I have to give a ton of my money away as long as I'm helping out someone that truly needs it and isn't, like, abusing the system. I'm more than happy to help those people, you know? And so, it's it, you know, it's stuff like that. It's like, I really think that that stuff would be cool, but um, I haven't necessarily, like, changed my outlook on something. It's not like, you know, I... And I mean, no disrespect in this, but I mean, just to kind of give an example, it's not like I've converted to like being a Muslim or anything like that, you know, nothing super <laughs> drastic like that. But, you know, it's it's I, I definitely have looked at some stuff, you know, in maybe different lights, you know, just because it's like some people make some really good arguments and they're very passionate about the subject that we talk about or the subjects that we talk about. And they're very informative about it. And it's like, well, for example, I talked to a lady about um uh recreational drug use and like mm -hmm. I, i'm against drugs i'll just say that right now i don't like them because i've had a lot of family problems with them and it's you know it's like uh you know if you want to do it it's your your cup of tea you know that's your thing uh but she she said you know like it, if you want to do it that's fine but you're never going to be able to stop people that do it and i was like you know what i think you're right because there's always going to be people that are going to find a way to get it you know there's always going to be people who are abusing it we might as well give them a safe place to do it Still discourage it because, you know, you don't want to encourage heroin usage or anything like that. Right. That's yeah. not good. But at the same time, it's like you don't want to see people on the street shooting up heroin. I Oh, my goodness. I want to tell you a story about that. I went to a concert with my brother and we were standing in line before the concert. We saw this dude across the street shoot up heroin. It looked like he was taking a taking a leak. I was in Portland, so that might help, you know, a little bit of uh, context, but he was shooting up heroin midday. It was like three o'clock in the afternoon. And then he turns around and was like, don't shoot up heroin. Don't do heroin. And then passes out. I was like, dang man, like your life sucks. But it's like, in uh -huh. terms of that, it's like, I would much rather give like a, 
uh, uh, a, a safe place. There we go for people to be able to do that if that's what they're going to do. You know, yeah. so it's things like that that I've really started to think about. And while I don't think that, you know, it's probably the best thing, I'd much rather give someone a safe place to do something like that as a, as a niche example rather yeah. than just be like, oh, we're going to ban it. Uh, but to answer your question, I haven't had any like super big, you know, like come to Jesus moments. And it's like, you know, <laughs> what about you? You know, you've definitely talked to a lot of people. And while it might be about a podcast specifically, I still assume, you know, like there's some casual conversation in that. And like you said, you've been doing podcasting for, you know, close to two years now. And so your other podcasts might have, you know, maybe influenced you a little bit or maybe, you know, gave you some food for thought but like what are have you ever had some like big giant oh my goodness you know like i need to think about this more i need to change my opinion kind of thing with uh with uh guests yeah here and there um so i've been talking with some people that are enormous history buffs and um i've got some i got some folks in my own network already who are real big into history and there are some aspects about what we're taught in school where they don't dig into these kind of things. They're incredibly influential. Like America wouldn't be what it is today unless these events had happened the way they did, but you don't cover it in school. It's like, yeah, you talk about the pilgrims in 1620 and 1776 and, you know, Washington and Lincoln and all these, like they got the heavy hitters that you cover, but there's these little things that have happened, battles that were fought just mm-hmm anonymously right and it's like had that not happened what a difference this would be you know and just kind of kind of had an awakening in there is so much stuff that we don't know about what we consider normal today like why we got here why things are the way they are and nobody talks about it you got to really do some work and dig and there's just such a glut of information out there it's crazy like Unless you're an avid historian, you're probably not gonna you're not gonna find it. Um, the other things too that I've that I've come to the conclusion on recently is how we how we kind of live our lives. Like we've all got, and I know this is kind of an, a, an old trot this meme out, but I think we've all got superpowers of some kind. Things that are just easy to us. Mm-hmm. That yeah, well, I just that's what I do, right? Like I'm. I guess I'm okay at this. I mean, I've never had trouble with blah, blah, Mm -hmm. but people that notice what you're doing and they're like, how in the thunder are you doing that? Well, I just, I'm I'm doing like this. You're talking about, yes. Like, how are you doing? And it's like, I've had to look at my own life and say, what are the things that people find amazing and really look at myself and say that actually is pretty cool and it's made me realize like i downplay myself an awful lot like you know i don't want to go on the air on the side of hubris and be like look how freaking awesome i am right but it's Mm -hmm. like there are some cool things about myself but i downplay it because to me it's like eh, whatever um i've had to unlearn and i guess relearn to lean into that and say all right well if people are noticing this about me, then that's probably a strength. Now, how can I use that and help the world at large? Yeah. You know, and it I I think it was a it was a result of a conversation that I had with a guest and with other people too over the years that made me realize that you know people's career, for example, like how they got to where they are today, is 
in large part of the millions of decisions that they've made in their lifetime. And when you can look back and see, oh, I made this decision. It led to me going here, which this happened, and then this crappy thing, and then I left and went here, and this and this and that, dot, 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 and you can see where you ended up. It's just really, really cool. When you can trace back your heritage and understand that, it's like, I know where I came from. You know, yeah. it's cool. It makes you feel like you're connected with a something that's a lot bigger than you. Yeah, no, I like how you put that because I do feel that people, and like you said, not to, you know, draw out a meme or anything, but people do have superpowers in the sense that I would, I would like to argue that almost everyone if not everyone has some sort of ability or something. And, and I'm not talking about like superhuman strength, you know, nothing like that. But I mean, like, for example, and, and I don't mean to sound incredibly arrogant when I say this, just to use myself as an example, I feel like I'm a little more emotionally intelligent than other people. You know, I feel like I'm the one that I can pick out the person in the room and go console them and comfort them, you know, out of everyone else because they're so consuming themselves. Like I, I've been able to detach myself from myself if that makes sense and be able to care for other people and look out for other people and make sure other people are safe while people might you know be so consumed with the task at hand you know i've had my wife for example is incredibly gifted with uh, art and calligraphy like it's it's insane how good she is with that stuff every time she does something she's like hey look what i did wow you know that's really cool you know she has i'm bragging she has her own etsy shop and stuff and you know sells all of her art and stuff it's really cool you know she's she's doing a really good job you know and then for example you know like my mom is super super hospitable she's like one of the most hospitable people i think i've ever met you know and it's just like each person has their own strength and it's just really cool to see that kind of unfold you know like what what would you say and go ahead brag about yourself what would you say would be like one of your strengths or superpowers if you will hmm. i guess one is figuring out ways to automate stuff and it's not something that was bred into me but i can see like the progression in my life and my career to where now i can just look at a complex thing uh like a day-to-day -day operation anything to do with a computer um my brain just takes it apart into little pieces mm. And then it's like, all right, well, you pretty much know how to do 73% of these little pieces already. So how much more software are you going to have to write? Let's get crack-a-lacking, you know? And I just, I spend a large part of my time reclaiming time. And it's not something that people a lot of times know how to do. Mm. It's like right in line with what I was talking about before. It's like, I don't know. And and you gave me permission to brag. So, I mean, this yeah, is going to sound pretty braggadocious, right? But I just kind of wiggle my fingers and automation comes out. It's like, it's really weird. And sometimes mm -hmm. it's really freaking weird. Like, I don't know if you've ever written software before, but mm -hmm. if you write a piece of software and it works the first time, holy gee whiz, that's like unheard of. I always, you know, I, I run it and I expect like, okay, it's going to crap its pants and I'm going to have to find, oh, wow, it's actually working? Like, mm. I want to run it again. Is it reproduce? What's well, working again? Amazing, right? And um, that just that happens. That happens so often, and hmm. it's it's bizarre. I mean, there's there's things I do that it used to take me a week to do stuff manually, and just over the course of you know weeks, months of 
you know, refining a process and saying, okay, well, there's a little algae spot here. Let's make this a little bit more efficient. Now it takes minutes and it's like, what can I do with all that free time? I could aim it at something else. I could aim it at my family. I could aim it at building another revenue stream, starting up another business. I mean, there's all kinds of things and it's freeing, you know, Mm -hmm. I can, I can spend that, I can spend that time on other people. Yeah. It's neat, man. Yeah. So that's really I guess cool. in a way I'm kind of a I'm kind of a socialist, I guess, when it comes to my time. Not my money, but my time, right? It's like yeah. oh, the money's mine, man, but you can have some of my time. <laughs> yeah. So are you really gifted in technology? Would you mm. consider yourself to be like a brainiac of computers and stuff, or are you just really good with code? Um I would consider myself gifted, but not in technology. Like hmm. What I mean by that is, like, okay, so like my history, right? Like I was raised by a dad who was a huge nerd and his dad was a huge nerd too, but a different kind. He was a marketing and photography nerd. And my dad did a lot of stuff with hardware. He wasn't a programmer, but he knew enough to be dangerous, which was good because then he'd break stuff and then they'd be like, well, now we got to figure out how to break this and fix it. So if the customer does it, we'll have an answer, right? Mm-hmm. Um and then, so I, I started doing software development like years and years ago, like 15 years ago. And what I found was my gift isn't really in software development. Like I, I could probably tell you enough about how like the deeper level code works, like why, like you can print colored text on the screen or something like that. Like why that's the case. I can kind of explain that, but when I'm really in the flow and I'm writing stuff, what I'm actually doing is quickly trying different things and seeing what works and what doesn't. And if it doesn't work, why doesn't it work and pivot and make changes to it on the fly and keep track Mm -hmm. of multiple streams of this kind of thought all at the same time. And it's messy. Like if you saw me working you'd be like holy moly how is this guy keeping it straight well i don't i just make a mess and then once it's working clean it up polish it up so it's uh it's kind of a make it possible make it beautiful and then make it fast approach to doing it so i'm not i write code i guess i would consider myself a developer just because it's easier but i'm really just a rapid fire try it and see what happens kind of guy Mm. So what kind of stuff have you created or have you worked on that you're able to share? Because I know that, and I say it like that because I know that there are some developers that are like, oh, I can't talk about, you know, like I worked on Google or something like that, you know, but like, what have you, <laughs> what have you like created? Have you like, are you like an app maker or do you make, you know, like a calendar thing or, you know, like what's your, what's your thing that you enjoyed that you've made? Well, I think the thing I've enjoyed the most, I have two things that I've enjoyed the most. So the first is it's got to do with podcasting. And um, when I do a show with somebody, I do, I do all my shows on zoom. Mm -hmm. Um, I just, I started realizing there's a pattern to this, you know, record it. And then here's the audio files and here's the format. And I started really getting into figuring out how this tool called FFmpeg works, which, um, like if you're using any kind of high-end audio video editing tool, FFmpeg is like what it's built on. It's the core of a lot of things out there. And I'm using it raw. Like I'm shoehorning these arcane commands into it um, to split the episode, fade in, fade out, add background music, that kind of thing. And I'm like, Mm. you know, the stuff that I do with my show, I could automate that. So I sat down and I, I spent probably a good, 
day and a half getting the bulk of it done and then chopping it up into smaller pieces and saying, all right, let's let's get the episodes edited and pushed up to Anchor and also generate some teaser videos along with it automatically. And that is that is something that has saved me literally days of life, you know? Yeah. Because it takes a while. If I were, I still do it manually, but it would take me hours and hours and hours to get as many shows done as what I do. Um, the other thing is, you know, I, I'm kind of, I practice EQ a lot like what you do, right? And mm-hmm. I'm one of these weird nerds that likes to talk to people. I like to build relationships and I like to write exactly. code. It's like, what, what in the world's wrong with this guy? Um, <laughs> I really, I really love, <laughs> well, you know, the joke about like, you know how to tell a, an introverted or an extroverted nerd from an introverted one. Have you heard that one? No. How? The extroverted nerd looks at your feet when they talk to you. Okay. Okay. You know, yeah, that'd be me. That'd be <laughs> me. Of looking at their own feet. Right. And, uh, <laughs> but I love, I love building rapport with people. And I'm like, there's gotta be a way to leverage technology to do this. And so some of what I do is I keep track of how often I've been talking with people. You know, I like to, I like to at least keep in touch with most people once a month and, mm-hmm keep track of what their interests are or what their location is or what they do for a living or for hobbies or whatever it is. And then as I'm out and about on Reddit or TikTok or whatever, um, you know, I'll find pieces of content that I'm like, that is pretty freaking cool. And I think there are some people that would like this as well. And I may not have a particular person in mind, but I've got a particular persona and then what I'll do is I'll, I'll craft, it's almost like a micro campaign, like an email campaign, but it's not a mailing list. It's a, Hey, I, I really want to, I want to share this with you. Or if I've got a question for people, or if I'm working on a bid and I need to reach out to like a particular subset of strategic partners, then I use it for that too. Um, but all everything just with a mind toward, I want to foster good communication either. I want to provide something of value to them or I want to kick off a conversation, or I want to introduce them to somebody, whatever it is. Um, so I've written some automation, and I'm able to keep up with close to a thousand people these days. And um, I usually I don't I don't talk about this a whole lot, just because, like, I don't want people getting an email from me and then being like, "Is this one of Fritz's automated email dingus things?" Or mm-hmm. and you know it might be, it might well be, but it would have been exactly the same as if I wrote that email. And just pasted it into the thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's there's functionally no difference. I'm still thinking of you. I'm still thinking of you as a person. Um, but there's like five or six other people that are similar to you that I want to have here the same thing. So mm-hmm. um, that's actually something that I've been working on for a few months again to, you know, build up the rapport and keep up with people. But it might turn into a product. It might just turn into a product. So I'm pretty guess, excited. Yeah. I can kind of see that turning into a product. It sounds like something that a lot of people, especially companies nowadays would, would enjoy. Um, yeah, yeah, that's, that's interesting. You sound though, like someone who's, you're very caring. I want to ask you this. What do you feel like your goal in life is, or like what the the purpose of your life is? (laughs) Leave a lasting impact on as many people as possible. And first and foremost, it'd be my family, you know, um, 
you know, I'm called to be a husband. I'm called to be a dad. And that's a big job. It's the biggest job. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also am called to influence society in a big way. And I'm not sure what that looks like yet. So that's why I just spend a large part of my time being as available as I can be to people and just impact their lives in a positive way and be an example, you know, be a mentor, be somebody that's there to encourage others and be listening to people being present. Um, I think that's, I think that's really the, the sum of everything that I'm doing, you know, whether it's building a business, whether it's, uh, figuring out a way to automate some process, whether it's having a coffee with somebody, being on a podcast with a guy in mm-hmm. Seattle where yeah, it's yeah. not raining for once, right? Yeah. Um, it yeah. looks like it might. It, it looks like it's getting a little cloudy. So, we'll oh see. man, did I did I jinx it? I'm sorry. I nah, should. It's okay. It, okay. We're it's supposed okay, to get. A, we're it's supposed to rain only five percent today. So we'll see if it actually rains because the weather's always wrong here. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's thirteen percent. That's how much rain we got. It's thirteen percent of rain. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think um, I think that's really. Hang on, my headphones are jacked up here. Just now, you're good. No worries. All right, here we go. Oh. Unbelievable! <laughs> it's all good. Okay, all right. Yeah, I've I've got to have the uh, headphone jack like halfway pulled out. So now you you sound kind of funny. Can uh, you hear me? Okay. Yeah, I you okay. yeah I can hear you. Can you hear me? Do I sound I, okay for the most part? I can. You sound great. Oh, thanks, dude. For the most part, even though I've only got it halfway in there. So, um, <laughs> hashtag awkward. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's that's really that's really what my goal is in life. It just impact a lot of people. Mm. So I don't want to sound forthcoming in this, but are you okay. religious in any sense? I am. You are. Yeah. Can I can I guess what your what your religion is? Oh, you can guess. Give me a give it your best shot. What do you think I am? Christian. Yeah. Okay, me I mean, too. Yeah, awesome. Oh, yeah. Cool, man. <laughs> okay, like, here's the thing, and this is going to sound really bad, but hear me out. I don't like to presume stuff, especially about religion with people, because a lot of people nowadays are like, they can be really nice, but that doesn't mean that they're religious in any way. And then if I assume that, then some people get really insulted because, you know, we live in America in the 21st century. But, you know, like when I was speaking to you, however many weeks ago i would say what like a month and a half ago at this point um something like that i was like man this guy he's really careful with what he says i was like i wonder i wonder if he's the same religion (laughs) as i am because i've spoken to enough people to where like i I spoke to this one guy from portland and halfway through i was like are you are you religious he's like i am I, i i am and it's like it's really cool to hear just how people the way that they communicate and like the way that they present their goals, the, what they think their life is supposed to be about, you know, it, it's, it's really cool to hear, you know, just how people of religion all have kind of the same, the same basis because uh, of course that's, you know, like our goal is all the same, you know, like our goals, you know, from the Bible should all be the same. Um, and it's just really cool to hear, you know, people talk like that and then people that aren't like that, but kind of have the same idea because, you know, like I, I didn't know, you were religious in any way, shape, or form. I didn't know any of that. You know, it's just, it's cool to hear that, you know, you're not ashamed to, you know, present that in just the way that you speak and stuff. I, I, I enjoy that. It helps me to not feel so alone over on this side of the world. <laughs> There's at least two of us out there. At least two. At least three. There's at least three. I know the one guy from Portland. There's at least three of us. Yeah. Yeah. 
there's a few of us here in St. Louis too. There's, nice. We're everywhere. We walk among you. <laughs> yeah. No, it's so funny, man. I, I was actually, um, I, I don't remember what I was looking at at Twitter, but there was this one guy who was talking about how he gets really annoyed at people, uh, not people, pastors who just slam what's going on in the world. And I was mm-hmm. like, I can understand that. You know, if it's something, if you're not religious, and people are slamming the stuff that you might enjoy doing. I can understand why you might, you know, hate pastors or hate religious people. And mm-hmm. then someone said, you know, you shouldn't be, it shouldn't be all about hating the religious people. It should be about you uplift the religious people when they do something good. And then those people need to reciprocate that, you know, you might enjoy something. It, it, it's kind of the, you know, like we both live together. Why not just be nice? Why do we have to condemn one another just because we don't agree on the same religious beliefs or whatever it is i was like you know it's really cool for me to see and this guy was big name in the gaming community he was talking about how he's like yeah you know like i just i don't care if they do something cool like i'll i'll you know support them and what they want to do as long as they don't you know dog me on whatever i'm trying to do or whatever i enjoy you know doing i was like you know that's kind of a good little check and a good little reminder that you know we shouldn't necessarily be so judgmental and i see a lot of religious people doing that nowadays because i know that whenever there is something you know some big religious person talking about how oh you know well this is bad and it's like yeah you might not be wrong in the religious eyes or in a christian's eyes but at the same time do you really have to go out and say that because that paints a really bad picture for everyone else who isn't religious you see what i'm saying i do it's just like I, i don't know like what do you think in terms of that, how do you feel someone should respond in a situation kind of like that? You mean like when they see something and they're like, you know, my conscience is bugging me and I and I feel like this is wrong, like how they should respond like that? Well, l- let me phrase it a different way. In the public eye, if there is something that the public might, you know, just laugh at or whatever, you know, they, they might see something, you know, it's us as Christians, we might, we might not see it the same way. We're like, yeah, you know, that's probably a bad thing. Should we go out and just slam the thing? Or should we just kind of, you know, like be quiet and just let them do their thing? Or like, how do you, how would you respond in a situation like that? You personally, or, you know, well, I mean, I look at it like this, you know, if we're, if we're supposed to emulate Christ in our lives, right? Like there are, there are documented verses in the Bible where Jesus was, you know, spending time with the people in society that the religious hoity-toity types are like, oh my goodness, what is he doing? He's spending time with sinners and tax collectors and prostitutes. And it's like, all right, we are not supposed to build walls around ourselves. You know, we're supposed to help people. And the people that would Otherwise, like maybe, you know, maybe society would say, yeah, that's okay. Or maybe society would say, no, that's bad. You know, whatever it is, our, our job is to be present and be visible and, and build relationships with people, you know, because, um, you know, nobody's gonna, nobody's gonna change their lives by having things bonked over their heads, right? Like no one has ever ever converted to Christianity unless they've had like a really heart change, like a deep level change that only God can bring about. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So, you know, as far as me personally, like if there, if there was something, I mean, there are plenty of things that I'm like, I don't condone. There are certain things I don't condone, but mm -hmm. I have plenty of friends that are in that space or they're doing things and it's like, all right, well, I can't, I, I can't listen to them and I can't be there for them if I'm holding them at arm's length. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a Bible thumper, you know, turn to burn. Oh my goodness. You're going to burn in hell. Like, I'm not like that. You yeah. know, it's like, Hey, um, there, but for the grace of God, go I, if somebody didn't, uh, didn't spend time investing their time with me in a, in a non-judgmental way, man, where would I be? Where would I be? You know? So yeah. I got to pay it forward. I have to. Yeah. No, I, that's the thing. And I'm so glad that you and I see it the same way because there's so many people nowadays who, if they, at least from what I can see in the public eye, of course, there's so much more to religion than what is seen in the public eye. But if I see it in the public eye, that means that everyone else is seeing it in the public eye. So it's, it's a really hard thing to try and distinguish, but you know, like a lot of, a lot of people, they know Christianity to be that, what church is it that's in Missouri and they're like the super hardcore, they're the people who have the signs that say God hates fags, excuse me for that word, but you know, that, that church, a lot of people will see Christians as those people, you know, just yeah. people who are super condemning, you know, oh, you know, you're damned to hell, you know, like those super hardcore, you know, Southern preachers and stuff like that's, that's what people see Christianity as, or see, I should say the religious sect as a whole, and, and I don't want to lump everyone together. Together, but a lot of people, when they think of religion, they think of, well, you know, like, I'm going to go to hell regardless, you know, like, why does it matter? And that's kind of what they think, at least from what I can can uh, see. But I do like how you and I uh, have the same idea of, you know, like you said, Jesus was with tax collectors. He was with prostitutes. He was with people who would be considered low in the social sphere of things. You know, he he was with people that had leprosy. And if you don't know, or if people who are listening don't know what leprosy is, it's a flesh-eating disease that will kill you really quick. You know, so, I mean, I shouldn't say really quick. It could be a little long, but it. think of it like this. Think of it as like bed sores, but like 10,000 times worse. It just eats mm -hmm. your flesh until you die. And yep. he would hang out with these awful diseased people. He would hang out with people who were crippled. You know, like if you, and this is probably going to be a really bad uh, example or analogy, but think of people who might not be considered as human-like as others, people who might have really bad deficiencies or people who might have really bad disabilities. You know, Jesus would hang with those people and be like, you know, I'm going to help you. I'm going to heal you. You know, I'm going to just kind of be there for you. You know, like you can open up the Bible into most of the New Testament and just see all the amazing people that, you know, Jesus was with. And a lot of people, I think, don't see it the same way you and I do because they see it as, well, he, he performed this mir these miracles, he's God, we just have to obey him. And so that means that we have to condemn people because that's the only way to get them to the, no, that's not how it works. Like no. you said, you know, we have to build relationships with people. You know, you have to be friends with people. Like I've been, I've been friends with some of uh, the people that I've met online for years and years and they know where I stand. You know, they know that I'm religious and stuff. And then of course, you know, I'm not going to go over and I'm going to be like, oh, you know, like you're going to hell, dude. You got to, you got to accept Jesus. And this is, no, that's not what's going to, I'm not going to do that. I hope that maybe one of these days they'll be able to see Christ in me and be able to, you know, ask me about that. And I have had conversations with people like that. But a lot of the things that people don't understand is that 
we're not supposed to condemn you. We're not supposed to condemn you unless if you're a brother or a sister in Christ and you are blatantly sinning. That's the only time that we're supposed to judge people and we're supposed to, you know, really grind their gears, if you will, because it says, I can't remember exactly. I think it's somewhere in, is it John or First John? I can't remember. But it, it pretty much said, you know, like, do not judge others unless if like your brother or sister in Christ is like committing a sin or committing something that they know is wrong, then we have to approach them. But it's not like I'm going to go out to, you know, Bob down the street and I'm be like, Hey, Bob, are you religious? Do you know Jesus? Uh, no, I don't. All right. Well, you better believe otherwise you're dead. You know, you're going to hell. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to befriend Bob. I'm going to be nice to Bob. It, here's the thing too. Here's the thing too. And I was, it's really funny because I was thinking about this last night. I was thinking that not everyone is going to, come to Christ. Not everyone is going to do that. Like if, if that could happen, that'd be awesome. But not everyone is going to choose that. Not everyone is going to make that commitment. You know, they're like, if you look at history, I would say there's more people than not who, you know, just kind of eh, whatever, you know, and they just say, I'm going to do my own thing. You know, you can't, you can't save everyone. You can't save one person. Most of the time people can't do that. And we have to accept that as religious people as Christians. I feel like we have to accept that because then I think that that will start to really change our mind and be like, well, you know, maybe I can't, but I'm at least going to be nice to people. You know, like I, I think that's how it's at least in my, my mind, my opinion, that's, I feel like how it should be. You know, we just have to be nice to others. You have to embody Jesus. We're supposed to be like Jesus, be like Jesus. Don't be like some hypocrite. Don't be like the Pharisees. It's really that simple. It, it really is. Like if you open up the Bible and read it, it's really that simple. I just don't see where the idea of people being so condemning and so I'll, I'll say awful. I don't see where that's, I, I don't know where that's come from. Yeah. Well, it's not coming from the Bible. I mean, it exactly. It's, it's definitely something that as humans, we probably have a lot of stuff wired into our brains by design that ends up, you know, we're in a fallen world here and that's the end result of it. You know, the tribalness, the togetherness that we have where, hey, we're going to get together and we're going to work together and figure out how can we all benefit as a larger unit. But you put sin in the mix and it's like, all right, well, I'm going to get together with people that are just like me. And we're, you know, anybody that's not like us, oh, shun, shun, you know? Well, mm. I mean, it's, it's still a form of tribalism, but it's a busted form of it. And our minds are wired up to do that. Our minds are actually, it, it's kind of weird. It, when I start hanging around a lot more people that are in the psychology space and I learn more about how these squishy things work in our heads, they're, really good at detecting patterns and when the brain finds a pattern then it's like hey cool i don't have to spend as many calories thinking about this this is awesome and one of the ways that people play that out is hanging around people that are just like themselves and you know actively pushing away people that are that are dissimilar and when we look at jesus and we say all right well here's the example we're supposed to go by I mean, first of all, he's Jesus. You know, he nobody is like him. Mm -hmm. No one, right? You know, the, the very best we can do is we can emulate in terms of actions and our heart and our mindset. Like, okay, how 
how would Jesus not to trot out? What would Jesus do? Right. But like literally, yeah. What would Jesus do Mm -hmm. in this case? And a lot of times it's, it's going to go against what we would consider human nature. It's like, whoa, that's a lot of work. That's a lot of, a lot of thinking and a lot of like self introspection and what, like, what is my motivation? Why am I doing this? Like, why am I not hanging around those people? Why am I avoiding them? Like, what is it, you know? Um, And that's, that's just something that's really played out a lot in my own life. I've had to take a good hard look at, okay, well, where am I spending my time? And yeah, I don't expect I can, like you said, nobody can save, no human can save anybody else, right? Mm -hmm. In Christian terms. But I also can't err on the other side, swing the pendulum the other way and be like, well, I'm just not going to people today, rah, 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 yeah, and be a crotchety yeah, old yeah. man, right? Get off my lawn kind of thing. Yeah. Um, it's funny how the accents we come up with as we're talking, like either we sound like grumpy old men or we sound like Boss Hog from Dukes yeah. of Hazard. Oh, would you, would you would get them boys? You know, <laughs> it's like, oh man, you know, but I mean, yeah, it's like the stereotypical thing. It's like, we can't, we can't live life in in either extreme it's like yeah the path is narrow and we gotta we gotta walk a fine line but as long as we're impacting the lives of people and we're being visible it's like i think i think jesus was a great example of just being present he was present with everybody 100 percent with the people that he was around yeah and it's becoming harder and harder to be present with someone else who wants to be present. You know, we have technology, you know, we have like, for example, we can't go out to the coffee shop now and just meet someone. And and I'm not saying that, like I would do that. I would never just go out and be like, Hey, you know, like how you doing Bob or whatever, you know, like I'm going to go to the coffee shop and befriend you. And then eventually teach about Jesus. I would never do that. That's not yeah. who I am. If someone else wants to do that, that's awesome. But I wouldn't do that. But you know, we can't go out, you know, and just go meet someone. Of course, you know, we can have these zoom conversations and stuff. And you know, with the podcast, I do in the podcasts, plural that you do, you know, you're able to kind of meet these people. And like you said, you know, you like to, to try and continue the conversation with people and continue relationship. You know, you try and talk to a ton of people, you know, every month and you try and, you know, continually build that rapport and that relationship. But, you know, because we, we sit inside and, you know, a lot of people might be playing video games all day, or a lot of people might be you know, they, they might be watching anime all day or movies or, you know, whatever it is on the computer. It's like we can't really be that present self because it's like you and I, we, we're present for what, maybe an hour and then maybe out of that hour, maybe 45 minutes because, you know, like sipping coffee or, you know, like I might be looking something up on my computer type. What is the weather in Seattle? You know, just stuff like that. And then that's distracting us and taking us away from that being present moment. And the more technology advances and the more that we're, you know, sitting here and we can't go out and actually have a conversation with people, the harder it is to be present. Our brains are slowly unlearning. What's the term? Unlearning, I guess, how to be present with people because we're conditioning ourselves to continually just consume content or play a game or, you know, like whatever it is, we're slowly breaking that wall to, to, or excuse me, breaking that, that bond that we have with other people and kind of putting up a little bit of a wall and that wall is getting higher and higher and thicker and thicker as time goes to where we don't want to be present with people. So then it's just like, how are we as Christians supposed to somehow break that? you know, continually, continually build relationship, continually be present when we have all of these distractions. Right. It, it's, it's really, really 
it, it's a really hard thing to try and figure out. You you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I mean, I guess my question would be, let's define what being present is. You know, if it's if it's more than just physically being in the same space with somebody, holding the space together, like what what is it? And then not to get too scientific, but like, what's your metric? Like, how do you know if you're presenting properly? Like how much of an effect are you having? Like in your question. mind, what would, what would it, what would it be? What would, what would being present, like the most ideal situation where you're like, dang, that was a good meeting. And I felt like I was present. And so did the other person. Like, what would that result in? I'll ask you the same thing, but I think honestly what being present would be defined as um, would be having some sort of meeting or conversation or some sort of communicative action, communicative action where both parties or people or multiple parties of people are all paying attention and being able to have a logical conversation that gets to some sort of relational building. Okay. I, right. I think that's probably the best thing of being present because for example, like I'll give you a fun, a funny example. Last night, my wife and I were watching 24. We're going through 24 right now with what's his name? Kiefer Sutherland or, mm-hmm. or whatever his name is. And um, it was an ad break. Cause you can only watch on Hulu now. And she was trying to talk to me. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, she's the kind of person who I'll be on my phone in the ad, like looking at news or whatever. And then she'll start talking to me and I'll be like, Oh yeah. You know? And like, I, I try to pay attention, but sometimes she says something and just goes right over me. Cause I'll be like reading an article or something like that. And then she'll be like, you didn't hear me. And I was like, I'm sorry. Like uh, I'll listen to you now. And you know, it's like that idea to me is just, you know, like actually intently listening and being present in the moment and being able to, you know, give your full attention to someone. But I, w- I want to ask the same question to you. What do you think being present is? I think it's performing an action, and, and there's a lot of communication that's involved in it, but it should have a lasting effect, right? Like Ooh. we've got we've got attention spans of now less than a goldfish. I think I've I've read somewhere, although I can't remember where I read it because goldfish, exactly. Um, but if there's if there's something that you can do where the person will remember it and you're making memories and you're helping them and yourself to both mutually carve out new pathways in each other's brains sounds much less painful than it actually is or it sounds more <laughs> painful than it actually is it's not painful i promise it's not supposed to hurt <laughs> but leave them with an impression so that they remember you then I think that is that's a good way to tell if you are being present because otherwise, you know, you get together with somebody, have a great conversation, get that fat dopamine hit that everybody loves and then leave and then half an hour later be like no effect, right? Like mm. there's no there's no net gain, there's no change to your life, there's no change to your mindset, your perception of the world that person's life your life the lives of people around you um you know when you're present with somebody and and going back to jesus example man when he was present with people their lives changed right yeah Yeah. 
So when we're present with people, other people's lives should change as well. And it might be, hey, you get him to think about something totally different or you ask him a question and and they're like, whoa, I did not. Nobody's ever asked me that before. Mm-hmm. You remember that, right? Mm-hmm. Wow, that, that person asked me a really profound question. And I'm, I'm just thinking about that. Maybe they'll email you a few, a few days later and be like, I've been thinking about this nonstop for like, the whole week and part of the weekend. And I want to keep talking about, okay, you were present. Mm-hmm. You were really present with that person. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's my goal. I want to get into people's heads, man. That is. Yeah, me too. Man <laughs> <laughs> there, man. Yeah. In your base. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it, it's kind of like what you said. I like to get into people's brains and I like to understand them. I mean, partially it's because, and, and this is going to sound very forthcoming and to those of you that are listening you know it's not like i i'm just gonna say it you know i I like to understand people so i can try and you know talk their language if you will and try and you know slide jesus in a little bit because you know i i do my best to do that and i know that i'm not the best at it but at the same time it's like I, i do my best to at least you know show love and show happiness and at least show qualities of that you know, because so many people are hurting, you know, I, I just like to help. I like to help others. I like to be present. I like to, you know, love other people. You know, I love to, you know, just be someone that they're able to talk to someone that they feel like they can trust because eh, I'm not going to say that you can't trust me, but I like to think that you can, you know, it's that idea of being a friend, even if it is just for this hour, this hour and a half, and then we never speak again. I just like to be able to be that person, you know, one, because it makes me feel good that you can trust someone. It makes me feel good to know that you are able to to express yourself or say what you need to say and get that off your chest. I've had a lot of people say, hey, you know, I'm having a bad day. And then by the end of it, they're like, man, this was really fun. Thanks. You know, like you, you brighten my day. And it's like, that's what I'm going for. That sort of stuff. Or, you know, helping the people that might not be, you know, in the right mind. And I mean that lovingly. Uh, and then being able to kind of talk them through it a little bit or help them just a little bit to be able to get out of that mindset and just love others. You know, that's what it boils down to is loving others and being kind. And like, I I say this all the time, uh, both in the religious context and in just, you know, like a worldly context, we're all brothers and sisters, you know, like we're all on this planet together. We're all trying to get to the same goal, whatever that is, you know, we're all trying to live, you know, what, however we see fit in terms of what living is. I think, you know, we're all trying to live. And so it's like, you know, it's, I just want to help people. And it sounds like you kind of want to do the same thing. I do. I do. Well, I didn't know all that about you, man. I, I kind of, <laughs> well, it's kind of weird. Like as soon as you said it, I'm like, yeah, my spider sense was going off last time we talked, but I couldn't put my finger on why. And I can't yeah. tell you how many times I've met somebody where we seem to get along at a level that's like, there's something almost inorganic like, why am I getting along with this person? And I have a background as a software tester. So when something comes up like that, it's like, that's interesting. Let's yeah. let's investigate, right? Yeah. And and then it's like now it's like, oh, and it makes sense. Like I've already I mean, I've been thinking of you for a while with like Thanks, introducing man. you to different podcast hosts and stuff. Yeah, and it's sure. like, yeah. And just you were top of mind, man, because you made a oh, thing, made you. an impression. Because you were present, man. You were present with me I on tried my to show. <laughs> yeah, I tried doing to a good thing, man. Yeah. No, it's really cool. You know this kind of thing that we have. You know, like for those of you who are listening, you know, 
uh, we've sent uh, guests that we've had on the show back and forth who might like, for example, he or Michael has a podcast to where he interviews people about their podcast. And so I'll sometimes send people that I've talked to that have podcasts to him that I think would be good on his show. And then he sends me people that he thinks that I would just have a good conversation with. He sent me a few that I've, I've actually lined up with two of them. Wally, uh, I think you spoke to uh, world of Wally, I think is his podcast. I'm going to be speaking yep. to him next week. And then I'm speaking to, Oh gosh, I forget. I forget exactly the uh, call her average. Mm-hmm. Did you Chloe speak to Monica? Yeah. Did you speak to both of them? I did. Oh, sick. This is that I'm going to be speaking with them in two weeks. I was supposed to speak with them yesterday, but they got the COVID vaccine and said they were feeling really sick. So I was like, oh, that's fine. We'll just push it two weeks. But I'm going to be yeah. speaking to both of them, I think. And that'll be my first time talking to two people at once. And so I'm kind of excited for that one because I have no clue how it's going to go. It, um, they're they're easy going. They're are easy they? going. They're so nice. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited yeah. because they live in Seattle too. And so I'm like, yeah, that'd be cool, you know, just to know another person in Seattle. So I don't yeah. feel like a stranger in this giant pond. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. giant raining everyday pond. Man, <laughs> no kidding. I mean, I love the rain, so I'm excited. But it's, I, I want it to just be one kind of weather. You, you good? We're good. Okay, sick. I just wanted to be yeah. one kind of weather, sunny or cloudy or rainy. I don't want this mixture of crap. I hate it so much. I know. It's like just just pick a type of precipitation and go. It's exactly. Cool. Exactly. Yeah. So that, that noise just now, by the way, I so there's like a there's like a big long stepladder that's like up next to the house by the uh, truck that I'm in. And our four year old apparently knocked it over, made a terrific noise. Um, like if this was our first kid, we'd be like, Oh my goodness, call an ambulance. But I'm looking at I'm like, they're fine, she's bouncy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My, t- my ten year old's out there looking at me like, Yeah, my goodness, that was so noisy. It's yeah. okay. It's cool. Thumbs up. Yeah, we're yeah, good. Thumbs up, we're good. <laughs> there's no blood, there's no broken bones, we're good. <laughs> no, and if they're not screaming, that's the other tell. Exactly. Like they, they scream a certain way. I don't do you have kids? I do not have kids. Okay. Well, if you ever if you ever have kids, like you, you start to learn like when they scream a certain way, it's like okay, then, okay, time to act, right? If they're just yelling like, yay, it's like, okay, they're having fun, right? Or mm-hmm. they're mad at each other. Mm-hmm. But there's like a certain yell that it's like, all right, dad mode activated and let's go yeah. take care of it. Um, and they're, they're fine. They didn't even yell. They were just yeah. like, oh my goodness, he's on a podcast. I can't play if I made that much noise. <laughs> it's not my podcast. It's fine. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. <laughs> I, I enjoyed the little blips like that. I, I spoke to, uh, did you ever get in contact with a Christian Carrion? Oh, no. Oh, I, I think I sent you his email. Maybe you didn't get it. I'll send it again. Uh, he's the host of Stranger Than Christian. He's actually the gentleman that I ripped. I shouldn't say ripped. I kind of copied the idea of my show from. Um, that guy, yes. Yeah. I did reach out to him. I don't think we have anything set up just yet, but yeah, now, okay. Yeah. So um, I was speaking to him because he was on a he was on a radio station but his show would play at like two o'clock in the morning Mm -hmm. and he talks about it on the episode that i just released with him um so that's why i'm saying this but he he didn't have any listeners on this radio show that he was on and everything but he was asking me hey so what do i do should i leave it unedited or should i edit it a little bit i was like me personally with the content that him and i put out because of the way that our show goes, I like to leave all the blips, the ums, the the long pauses. I mean, if it's like, okay, like, hold on, give me like a minute. I'll go to, I need to go to the bathroom. I'll cut that part out, that, that you know, minute of silence. But I like to leave all of the, you know, little blips and stuff because it helps people see what true conversation sounds like. And it's okay to have 
moments to where you don't know what to say or where you're trying to think of something and you're stumbling over your words. You know, people who have been listening to this for however long I've been doing it, they definitely know that I have a lot of ums and I have a lot of mannerisms and little things that I say when I don't know what to say, but then it kind of comes out. And I kind of like that because it shows that we're all human and it shows that we all have our problems. And that's what I want to kind of convey a little bit. And not to mention, I just... Unless if you're doing like a true crime podcast or something that needs to be heavily edited, I don't like to listen to heavily edited things. I like to listen to the raw stuff. I like that a lot. Right. Yeah. Well, it saves a lot of time on editing too. Let's be honest. That too. That too. I mean, I am somewhat lazy in that. I even have a template for my shows where I just copy and paste the, uh, the raw audio and then almost everything else is right there. All I have to do is export. It's so nice. Oh man. So nice. I love, I love process. I love process. And if you had met me five years ago and you heard me say, I love process. Now you'd be like, who is this guy? I used uh-huh. to think for the longest time. I'm like, I don't need process. It gets in the way. You don't tell me how to think. And now it's yeah. like, wow. I like, I'm surprised I survived frankly this long without it. Um, yeah. Just kind of figuring out how things work and say, okay, how do we get a repeatable thing here and make it predictable and yeah. let's cut out all the, all the wiggly parts, right? And mm-hmm. it makes it so much simpler. I'm very, very thankful for, there was a guy that was the director of project management at a previous client. And he he didn't realize it at the time, but he was really, really influential with how I approach work and life and mindfulness. And he's just a process guy on steroids. Like you can tell if their whole office is wallpapered with like, uh, XML diagrams and flowcharts and Visios. It's mm-hmm. like, <laughs> I'm in danger, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm in danger. <laughs> it's like, oh my goodness. But I mean, he's just, he's an awesome guy. He's an mm-hmm. awesome guy. I learned so much. Yeah. So, yeah. so I, I'll ask you a couple more questions and we'll kind of wrap things up a little bit. I want to okay. know a little bit more about your other podcasts. Yeah. I, I, I think you said, you have do you do you run two or three or more? Four. Four? Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about each one. I don't do anything in moderation, man. So um like so the one that you yeah, right? The one that you were on is called By Podcasters for Podcasters. Um does what it says on the label, right? I have mm-hmm. podcast hosts on and we talk about their show, talk about why they started it, what the process is like, who their guests are, who the listeners are, and I want them to be able to tell a story about how they came about doing it, which seems like 90% of it is I was bored. There was a pandemic. I had a microphone profit and it's like, that's cool. Um, But I, I chat with people and try to do some stuff that brings them some listenership. You know, I wanted to serve as kind of a lead magnet for them. Mm -hmm. The, the, that's the most recent one I started. The first one I started back in July, 2019, it's called the hot mic at arch DevOps. And I started it originally as a way for me to get content out of my head in a new format. I'm like, I'm going to start a podcast. All the cool kids are starting a podcast, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I found I couldn't keep up with it. I started, I'm like, nobody wants to listen to me. Um, mm-hmm. I'm ranting about things basically that me and maybe three other people care about, you know? And, mm-hmm. and I wasn't really, I wasn't keeping up with it. And I started having a good friend of mine named Luca. He was my first guest and um, he's in Germany. He's a huge nerd like me. He's in the DevOps space. Mm -hmm. And I had him on and we talked about DevOps and we talked about technology and nerd stuff. And it eventually evolved to start getting 
fellow business owners on to talk about their entrepreneurial story, why they started their thing, what the challenges have been like. Um, The next podcast, second one I did was called Elite Marketing Tips. And this is one where I originally, I got a buddy of mine that was trying to market some really high-end podcasting services to companies. And it was cold outreach and I was helping with the automation on that. We got no responses on it. So then I said, well, what if I make a podcast and reach out to these same people under my address and ask them, hey, you want to be on a podcast? Like it's about marketing. Mm -hmm. And I had probably about 30 people say, let's do it. It sounds like fun. Thank you. Um, A lot better response, a lot warmer responses. And um, from those people, I've actually developed some really good relationships and some of them are friends. You know, there's a guy here in St. Louis who's a, a gun enthusiast. He's really into government politics. And so I know like I can send him funny stuff about, you know, funny gun safe commercials. I saw mm-hmm. one on TikTok. I got to get that to him. Mm-hmm. Um, but just, you know, he's a, he's a good old boy. He's a good guy. Yeah. And, and then the third one that I started is um, it's called the mind field. And that that's one where, I have people on. <clears throat> I have people on talk about psychology, psychiatry, mm. somewhat uh, mental health, mental abuse, um, mindfulness meditation. Um, I had somebody that was on talking about uh, like magic mushrooms. You know, mm. I, I know you're not into that sort of thing, but um, they were talking about that. And I've had people that do music therapy, just everything that has to do with the human mind. I'm like, oh. let's talk about stuff. So big variety. But that was one of those like talking with business owners that are a lot of times in the mindfulness space where they practice feng shui or they practice um, guided meditations, that kind of thing. It's like there's a there's a pattern here. There's a pattern here. (laughs) And uh, let's start a podcast. So um, each one of these and the reason why I have so many is because you get to know a separate facet of a person. And I've had guests that have been almost on all four of them, actually. And you get to know a little bit more about a person when you spend half an hour with them and you're talking about a particular topic mm-hmm. and you kind of blend that together with what you've learned previously. And it's like you get a better feel for who they are as a person. And it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. It's an amazing way to build rapport. And I'm like, I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep doing it. Sometimes it results in business for my business or the one that my wife and I have um, it just, there's all kinds of stuff just being present with people mm-hmm. and making that impact. So it all, it all just kind of like mushes together. Like everything we've talked about is like mush, 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 you know, it's all kind of, kind of hard. It's a, it's a hairball needs to be untangled, but you know, everything touches everything. Yeah. <laughs> just eat your food kids all right it's eat all gonna touch in your stomach it's okay <laughs> <laughs> i don't like my food touching what's gonna touch later yeah exactly so. <laughs> it's gonna come out all together too <laughs> cool no that's really interesting did you say that your third one was called the mine field or the mind field mind mind field mind field i'm gonna look it up real quick because yeah, I, I really enjoy psychology and just you know i i enjoy learning about that stuff Mm-hmm. So the mind field. What's the uh, picture of? It's a brain and it has the word boom on it. Oh, there we go. Is that, is this it? Is it yellow? Mm, no. No. Uh, Show me. Turn your phone around. Let's see. I'll find it. 
Or I can mind. just send you a link. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we send could... me a, yeah, send me a link because it might not be on the... I use Pocket Casts. I've just always used it. I know it's like subpar, but I just always used it. So I might just have to go to like Spotify or something like that to be able to find it. But yeah, just send me the link whenever you can. And also, mm-hmm. speaking of links, send me the links to each one so then I'm able to put that in the show notes so then All right. people can find you if they want to listen to any of that. But no, that's All really right. interesting. You sound... <laughs> I, I like how many things you're passionate about because it's all different categories it's not just like all video games or all technology it's like marketing and then psychology and then podcasts and then the first one what'd you say devops like all these just like super just they're not even somewhat close together it's just you know like a vomit of information it's just really you're i this doesn't sound weird, but I want to know your brain more. Like, <laughs> like, how do you function? You just have so many things. You're a father of four. You're married. You run all these podcasts. Uh, I'm not entirely sure what you do for a profession, but I would assume that it's something pretty dang hard because of who you sound like you are. And it's like, <laughs> how, how do you make it all work? Oh, man, I, I just have gotten crazy efficient with my time and really figured out, you know, coming back to the automation thing again. I just automate stuff. And the reason why I can, I'm capable of a lot is because I just keep figuring out, okay, where does the time go? How much, how much time am I spending on X and how do I free up that time? And then what am I going to invest that time? I don't want to just hit a button and, you know, coast for the rest of the week. Right. Yeah. Um, So I just try to be as efficient as I can, but yeah, I mean, it's gotten, it's gotten to the point, you know, I just, I, I do a lot of stuff, man. It keeps me busy. Mm-hmm. It keeps me busy. It keeps me out of trouble. I, I struggle a lot with some self-defeating thoughts often. Mm-hmm. And there are old habits that I do not want back in my life. And it's like, if I just pack my day full of stuff that is productive and zonk out at the end of the night, you know, I, it's safer for me, man. It's safer for me. That's, mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. I've I've never heard anybody say they want to know my mind more. It's like, are you sure you know what you're asking? But no, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> well, I'm in danger, right? <laughs> I'm in danger. Yeah. No, it's it's just like I like I said, and, and I don't like to continually say this to beat a dead horse, but just to understand how people think, like the the idea of understanding a thought process and the idea of understanding why humans do what they do, and you know, like how they do it and all that. I just find that really interesting because. I like to learn and better myself. You know, I like to try and be more of what people would consider a contributing member to society. And I feel like the best way to do that is to understand other people and be able to learn from them and take what you learned and be able to apply that to your life. You know, because of course, you know, we're both religious. And so the the end goal is, you know, preach the word and, you know, try and do the best I can to, you know, have Jesus be present in other people's lives. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I feel like one of the best ways to do that is to like understand people. And like I said, you know, try and take what they know and what they understand and what they do. And, you know, it, it, of course, if I see it fit and then apply that to my life and be able to, you know, kind of be an all encompassing person, if you will, which is really, really tiring because I'm trying to do all these different things at once. And it's not like I excel at one thing. I, I'm kind of like the Jack of all trades kind of person. 
Like, yeah. you know, like I would say the the thing that I'm most proficient at would be video games and I'm still not very good at those. Um, but you know, I, I love sports, you know, I love technology, I love movies, I love music, I love podcasts, you know, like I work I deliver for Amazon, so I have tons of stories about delivery stuff. You know, it's like I, I feel like I'm pretty good at a lot of things but I'm not like super proficient in just one thing. And that's kind of, you know, what I try to do. I just like to try and relate to people and be present in their lives. Like we said earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Well, everybody's got, everybody's got a unique blend. And I think the more that we mix around, the more that we touch each other's lives and we have an impact on those around us and allow people to impact us. It's like, some great things happen. Some great things happen. Yeah. And and um, kind of like, I'll say this and then I'll ask you a few more questions, but kind of like what you said earlier, you know, Jesus was with these people. He was present with those people. You know, if we're supposed to be more like him, that means that we need to be more present. You know, we need to be there with people. We need to better ourselves to try and reach these people. So, you know, what better way to do that than start a podcast and speak to other people and try and learn from them? Boom. There you go. Boom. That's what I do. <laughs> it's the circle of life. Yeah. yeah. I can't, I can't sing, but I want to ask you two more questions. What this, this one is the one that I like to ask everyone that comes on the show. Uh, Cause like I literally just said, you know, we're trying, I'm trying to learn, you know, and wisdom is a great way to learn from someone, you know, it helps kind of embody who they are. Um, but what would be some like wisdom or advice you would want to pass on to someone who's listening? You know, live life with reckless abandon. And, and I mean that in a, in a safe way, right? There's, there's a whole lot that you can do as a human. We are incredibly bouncy. We're very adaptable. There's a lot that you can do and a lot of perceived risk that you can take on that will end up working out just fine. And a lot of times we get in our own way. We get in our own heads and worry about things. And, oh, my goodness, what, what will happen if this happens? And that's just our brain, again, coming in and trying to keep us from doing things that appear dangerous. Like, don't change stuff. Come on, man. I'm, I got a good thing here. I got life figured out. Like, and you're going to go disrupt uh the caloric burn by introducing new things. Don't do that. Like I'm going to make your heart beat faster. So you feel scared and not do it. Um, do the thing, you know, and life happens on the edge. If, uh, if you're, if you're living life comfortably, it's like, yeah, it's comfortable, but you're not growing and you're capable of so much more. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't regret jumping into things like entrepreneurship I don't regret getting married when I did a little bit later in life. I got married when I was 27. Um, I don't regret the timing of any of that. But if you're, if you're thinking about who, I wonder what would happen if I did X, just do it. Okay. And, and see what happens and you'll be excited and it's scary, but it's worth it. Jump in. Yeah. I, I like that a lot. That's really good advice. A lot of people are scared about taking that leap. Like you said, and I feel like a lot of people just need to do it. You know, think, think of how many more amazing people we would see in the public eye 
if more people just kind of took the, you know, just kind of took it, grabbed whatever it was and just kind of ran with it. But no, yep. so many people are scared. They're just like, you know, I'm, I'm okay sitting here and playing games or doing podcasts. It's like, no, you know, go for it. You know, you, you never know what's going to happen. That's the thing. People never know what's going to happen. They might have an idea, but they don't know for certain what's going to happen. You got to go for it. I like that a lot. Yeah. Sweet. Awesome. Well, real quick, can you say the following sentence for me? Because I like to, I, I've been doing a thing in my recent episodes, uh, the people I've spoken to, I, I ask them to say, thank you for listening to uh, this episode of Across Pond. And then I kind of cut that up and then put it at the end as like a big thank you thing. It's kind of cool. But can you say thank you for listening to this episode of Across Pond? Yep. Hang on. All right. Thank you for listening to this episode of Across the Pond. Thanks. Um, and then real quick, again, I want to ask you about your podcast, but would you be able just to kind of one more thing, just kind of shout out your podcast, shout out socials, anything like that that you want the the people that are listening to find you at? Sure thing. Uh, I've got a podcast by podcasters for podcasters. It's on anchor.fm forward slash BP4P. And I've also got more podcasts listed over at archdevops.com forward slash podcast. Check them out. And there's probably something in there for everybody. So give them a listen. Yeah. And then social media or anything. Are you a social media guy? I kind of am. But like if they want to find out more about me that the site, well, I, I'm on LinkedIn. Okay. So you can find me on LinkedIn under Michael Fritz Fritchews. And um, yeah, I'm out there. That's pretty much the only one that I use these days. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah. Sweet. Awesome. Well, thanks, Michael, for doing this. This was really fun, man. I'm glad that we could connect again. And let's keep in contact for sure. Like, I'll send you people that I feel like would be good to be on your show. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not just going to send you anyone. I'll send you the people that I feel like, you know, are actually going to bring some sort of value rather than, oh, I started a podcast because I could. Someone that will bring value, I'll definitely send your way. Very cool. I appreciate yeah. it. Well, I've got, I've been taking notes off and on here. Um, but yeah, I've got, I've got some ideas and, gonna be in touch man now yeah, we've got sure. some pretty big things in common here so yeah we do awesome. yeah man they, <laughs> I, I, I love this because i never would have met you if it wasn't for podcasting and just like everything that can come from it like who knows maybe in five years we'll be living next to each other or something weird like that like i'll move down to st louis you know <laughs> that'd be so cool man. that'd be pretty cool I, I mean i don't know what's gonna happen but it's like the idea of just meeting someone random on the internet for something as silly as podcasting as many people might consider silly it's just so cool to me because like i never would have met you before for, man i never would have yeah. known you existed and just the ability to like connect like this it's so neat to me like the, technology is cool i love technology it's awesome it is it's i'm really biased cool. i love it too man <laughs> <laughs> awesome people thanks so much for again doing this and everything i'll let you know when this goes live but i made the mistake of doing too many interviews with people or chats as i like to call them because it's not really an interview chats um, and I have a lot of backlogged episodes, so it might take a while for your episode to come out, but I'll send you an email when it does. Um, but it'll, it'll probably, it'll at least be a month. I'll tell you that for, for sure. At least a month. All right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, keep in contact. I'd love to, you know, talk to you here and there and just see what's up and, and all that stuff. Cause you're a cool guy. You know, it's, it's been fun to speak with, uh, speak with you. Uh, I wish the best for you and your family and everything going forward. You know, I hope you have a great week and a great Easter weekend, but, um, yeah, I'll send you an email when this goes live. Awesome, man. Well, it's awesome. been an absolute pleasure talking with you, bud. Yeah. I really appreciate you. Yeah, of course. Same goes to you. Uh, you know, great guy. Sweet. Well, <laughs> you know, I, I suck at ending things, so enjoy your week, and I'll let you know when, like I said, this goes live. So take it easy, man. I appreciate you. Yep. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode of Across the Pond. Thank you for listening to this episode of Across the Pond. Muchas gracias por escucharnos el podcast de Across the Pond. Vielen Dank, dass du Across the Pond angehört hast heute Abend. Merci d'avoir écouté à cet épisode de Across the Pond. Thank you for listening to this episode of Stranger... I'm sorry, of, of Across the Pond. <laughs> that was good. That was good. I kind of got you there. I was wondering if you were going to do it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Across the Pond. I hope you enjoyed it. If you want to connect with me, you can find me on Twitter at KingServant. That's K-1-N-G-S-S-E-R-V-A-N-T. You can also find the audio version on YouTube. There's no video, just audio. You can type in the search bar Across the Pond. And you'll find us with the picture of the lily pad. If you want to support us monetarily, you can find us on Patreon. Each tier has its own rewards, so please check that out if you want to throw some money my way. But please don't feel like you have to. I do this because I thoroughly enjoy it. I don't do this for money. If you know someone that would love to be on the show, go ahead and send them my email across the pond pod zero one at gmail.com. And that's it. That's all you got to do after that. I got to do all the hard work, but I would appreciate it if you could spread the word a little bit, tell your friends, tell your family, say, Hey, I found this really cool podcast that I think you'll like the host talks to people from all around the world about anything. Tune in next Sunday and every other Thursday for another awesome episode of across the pond. <laughs>